Debt, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart and stay tuned as RJ Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper. You'll want to take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Hey, now, happy Tuesday. And welcome back to the table. You talk about authentic, down-to-earth conversation. (laughs) Well, we had one last week, as in every week. And let me just remind you, today is no exception. We got lots for you to talk about today. We have opportunities, encouragement, and inspiration that will cause transformation in your situation. Yes, we have lots more in store just for you. Our guest today is one of the world's most sought after entrepreneur masterminds. He is an entrepreneur and a humanitarian, author of Walking by Faith, I Am, I Can, and I Will, Joe Dudley Sr. Joe's going to share with us the principles of changing your attitude to change your life, accepting challenges in faith, and making a difference in the world. But first, here's 60 seconds of something amazing with leadership expert, John Bentley. Hi, I'm John Bentley, and today's quote comes from Helen Keller. Helen shares, avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. On your life's journey, do you find yourself in situations where you just want to hide instead of taking a chance and or face the challenges and consequences to get ahead? You must successfully deal with the fear to take these chances. From the moment you are born to the day you take your last breath, these opportunities are everywhere. If you decide to never take a chance, life would never be filled with adventure. There would be no learning, and in the end, there would be nothing in your life but missed opportunities. So here's what I want you to do, starting right now. Make a list of the opportunities you've allowed to pass by. List the reasons you were afraid to try these opportunities. And finally, look within yourself to find the strength to chase the adventure. Again, I'm John Bentley. Thank you for listening. You can reach out to me at www.power2transform.com. That's power, the number two, transform.com. Thanks, John. You're amazing. Stay tuned. Coming up next, RJ brings her special guest to the table for more authentic and down-to-earth conversations on courage. Join me in welcoming to the table, Joe L. Dudley Sr. Welcome to the table, Dr. Dudley. We are honored to have you here today to 
have you share your story that has marked history and paved the way for so many people. I'd love to get started by getting to know a little bit about you by playing our game. Are you game for that? I am. Awesome. So here's my first question. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, either or, and you just simply tell me which one you prefer, spring or fall? Spring. Chess or checkers? Checkers. How about basketball or bowling? Bowling. Dr. Dudley, would you rather read something or write something? Read something. What's your favorite book? Think and Grow Rich. And my own book, Walking by Faith. Walking by Faith. I am, I can, and I will. Walking by Faith by Joe L. Dudley Sr., and we're going to talk about your book today. So thank you for being here and being a part of our conversation today. Thanks for playing our game. You've impacted millions of people. What's your story? Tell us how you got to where you are as a renowned speaker, influential leader in the hair product industry, and a leader in your community. What's your story? Well, one thing was I was labor mentally retarded. And they told my mother, the teacher, that Clara, this boy you got, Joe, won't be anybody. He will be married before he's 17 years old. And mama would say to me, Joe, I know you're a little slow. The teacher knows you're a little slow. But that's all right, she says. Because when the slow one get it, they got it. So I think I'm getting it now. So that was the beginning uh, of my my story. So one day my mom told me, I want you to be somebody. I want you to fool them, Joe. And that's what I decided to do. And that was the beginning. But the thing that really got me really going was the fact when uh, – there was 14 of us living in a shack. Our house was burnt down, and uh, we lived in that little shack. And uh, so on Sunday morning, about 9.15, all of us would be on our knees praying except two. And the two would fan the flies, keep the flies from falling in the food. And, and the other was on the knees praying. So granddaddy would say, Lord, help this one. Go to the White House and help the president, help the senators, and help those people. And at that time, I would pray, Lord, come down to this house and help get some of these flies out of this house. So I learned then, Lord, help me. Now, Lord, if you help me, I will spend my life helping other people. And, and that's what I do. And that's what I've done. That was the thing that got me going because the Lord kept his promise and I must keep my promise. And that was what stirred me up and got me really going and, and doing things. And and the other thing that was a big help to me was a really help to me, that was when, um, when I just 
couldn't do well in school. That was a problem for me. But I kept on, I kept on until I was able to do okay. So you talked about those flies. Now, I know as a child, I used to visit my grandparents in Louisville, Kentucky. And I promise you, nobody had flies like Louisville, Kentucky. Where were your flies at? Uh, in Aurora, North Carolina. Those flies, and we had some people had horse flies. I mean, they were big old flies. I don't know what you saying, but they were big. And uh, they would bite you, too. So that was the the, the, the the big fly story. So big flies, big prayers, big dreams to make a big difference in the lives of others is your foundation. Tell us about how you started the hair product industry. Well, I started beginning, but let me take back a little bit of that story. Uh, I decided to go to college, and uh, I just hadn't prepared myself in high school. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this story, too. It will help some people. Uh, I, I just really played around in, in, in grammar school and part of high school. And so one day they said I was going to get married, and I was excited about it. But one day after dating a girl for 23 months, she came to me and she said, Joe, I want to get married. Oh, I was so excited I didn't know what to do. She said, but, Joe, you're retarded, and I want smart kids. And I can't have smart kids with you. That was the day that kind of that changed my changed me around. So I said to her, "I bet you it's not so and so." She said that she wanted smart kids, and I know this smart guy was having her get her homework out. I couldn't even get my own homework out, so I couldn't help her. So I said, "You can't even help me get my homework out." So, so I so I thought about that thing, and she said. I bet it's not so-and-so. She said, yes, it is. I said, well, let me tell you something. You may have smart kids, but they're going to be ugly because he's ugly. So that was a way for me to get back at her, and I made up my mind that day that I was going to put something in my head, and nobody could ever take that away from me. I went all the way back to first-grade books. I read first-grade, second-grade. I read all the way up to 10th grade. I became a very good student, uh, but it wasn't enough because I didn't get the foundation. But I still wanted to go to college, so I did. Uh, uh, so the summer before I enrolled in college, I got a job, and I want to tell you something. I was a great worker on that job. It was a master job. It was dealing with with uh, chicken uh, intestines and, and all that. But they paid me well. So And I worked many hours. Back in 1956, I was able to save $100 a week. I put it in the bank for me to go to college. 
But I came to college at A&T in December the 3rd, 19, uh, I almost forgot, 1957. And uh, I uh, enrolled in the college. It was a hard job for me because I had a lot to catch up with. And I got into college, and I worked extremely hard. The next year, I went back to look for my job, and I couldn't find it find a job. So I went to Connecticut, then I went to New York. And going to New York, I was taking a young lady to look for a job. I didn't want a job because I was drawing $34 unemployment. So if I took a job, it would only pay me about $40 a week. So I said no. But I took this young lady to look, find her a job. I think she found the job. But on my way, I met a, I saw a young man on the streets selling products from house to house. I asked him, why could I do that? And he told me to go up, up to the office there, and they'll get you started for only $10. And they got me started. But I didn't know that day I would meet my life work. So therefore, when I was helping her, I helped myself. I helped myself big time because I have never had to work on a job in my life, only for nine months. For the rest of my life, I have been self-employed. Wow, what an amazing life-giving story. I I just want to just summarize some of the points that you made in your story in case somebody missed it. In your story, you talked about how people called you retarded and quit and gave up on you, but you refused to quit and give up on yourself. You talked about how people said to you, people that you cared about said to you, listen, here's what I think about you. But you didn't take that and go, woe is me. You took that and said, watch out for me because I'm going to show you who I am. You remembered the foundation and the prayer of your grandfather and the words of your mother. And then on top of that, it really blessed me to hear you say, listen, when you help others, you are really helping yourself. And somebody needs to hear those words today because in the society in which we live, it's all about me. We're all trying to do the hustle and grind, and we don't have time for others. But as you just shared, when we help others, we help ourselves. What a story. $10 took you to your destiny. Isn't that amazing? Tell us your story of how you became not only self-employed and entrepreneur, but the boss. Uh, I'll start out this way. Um, going to, uh, after I overcame these difficult challenges for me, it opened the windows and door, I mean, doors for me to do other things. So after I got started selling fuller products, oh, I became a pretty good salesperson. It, it was testing. Uh, it was challenging, uh, 
but I wanted to be somebody. So I started selling from house to house. And, and I knock on people's doors, and someone would let me into the house. Some would scold me, and someone would chastise me. And the fact that I couldn't pronounce on the name of the product, they would take me into the house and say, look, this is how this is pronounced. Well, I stuttered. I had some difficulty. And, uh, it didn't bother me because they stole at me. I did something because I knew one day I wouldn't know how to do this, so it didn't bother me at all. I I I decided to do it. I worked hard. My first day selling, knocking on doors, I made two dollars and sixty cents. Oh my goodness! I I was so excited that I was able to make two dollars and sixty cents for the whole day's work. That was that was fine with me because I saw other people doing it. I saw one man make so much money that almost it was exciting. I said. This man can do this. I can do it too. That was what drove me. It drove me. That's what uh, gave me courage to to keep on in spite of the difficulties. And that's why I would say to people today, look, you'll fall down, but this thing you call failing is not the falling down. It's the staying down. What seemed like end of the road is just a turn in the road. So I was able to move there and, and, and made up my mind that I was going to take this all the way through. So that's what I, I did. It was exciting. It was hard work. It was challenging. But I was able to move forward. And the, Mr. Fuller, the Fuller Product Company, I was selling for I had a few problems. So I decided to make my own product. And I didn't have much money, but I, I would go to beauty salons and pick up their old containers, and I would, I would clean them out, and my wife would clean the jars. My kids would put the label on the, on the jars, and we just did the caps on the jars. We just did many things to work. In the family, we all worked together. It was not... It, they didn't mind working. I made products by night, and I sold it by day. I made products in my kitchen. I did that. I kept on working. Now, I became a partner with the Cosmetologists because they were the foundation for me, too. They gave me their old containers, and I took them and cleaned them out. It was exciting. Dr. Dudley, you are an inspiration. In your book, Walking by Faith, you talk about fear, success, and focus. And one question I have for you is, what fear have you overcome, and how did you overcome your fears? In my book, I talk about one of the fears I talk about um, was uh, height. And I hate to say this, but I haven't overcame that yet. But I'm better at it. I, I, I lived on the 53rd floor uh, in the world tallest apartment building at that time in Chicago, Illinois. And what I did, my wife put me, uh, my office in the penthouse was uh, right where a window was. And 
and there were, I was my office was there. I had to look down those fifty four floors. That was a little challenge for me. The other fear I had fear of speaking, of talking to uh, uh, people. I think I pretty much overcame that one. And but you know, uh, if you want something bad enough to work day and night for it, give up your sleep and your peace for it, you'll get it. I want to be successful. I, I always think about that boy taking my that smart boy taking my girlfriend from me. I, I just said, look, I want to be somebody. And I, and I know the road to being somebody is helping somebody. And, and because I found my life work helping people to get where they want to get to. And Zig Ziglar says, you can have anything in life you want if you're just willing to help other people get what they want. As a yes. successful businessman, one of the threads that I noticed reading your book and hearing your story is the thread of family. So how would you say a successful businessman or a woman with a family can put family first and still be successful? Well, I think it all goes together. Uh, I think you, you, you have to have your family involved in the business, especially in the beginning, and the business is part of your family. That's the thing that you really have to do. And what I did, as I said earlier, my, my, we had little money, but my wife would type the labels. We got little paper labels and put on the product. And she would type, and my kids would put the tops on the product. And I went out and sold them and hired salespeople to sell the product. So get the family involved, at least while they're young, and and, 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 and they work together. Today, uh, my family is still working together. They have their own business. All of them are self-employed. They have made two uh, kids have made millions because they followed their program. They did not have to go out and get a job. There was five boys uh, before there was a girl. There were 11 of all of us one in the family of kids. Uh, my dad said to people come out and try to hire us, and my daddy would say to them, I don't want my boys hired out. Uh, he's, and Mr. Fool said, I want you to become a job maker and not a job taker. I want you to make your own job. Nobody, you don't have to beg anybody for a job. And that's what we all have done. I said earlier that my, my kids have done well. All of them combined together have made millions. And they have created have a lot of people. So that would been that's that's been very exciting for in this family. And my brother, uh several of them are very rich, they're millionaires. So that's the thing that would make such big difference in the family. I think families that work together, that pray together can really do some outstanding things. 
what powerful words that your father and your mentor encouraged you by. What words of encouragement can you as a leader and a history maker encourage us with so that we too can take a risk with confidence? I think reading people are ruling people. The very first thing you have to do is to rule yourself. And if you read, keep reading books and study the success of people, it makes a difference. I read my own book, Walking by Faith, five times in one month. Uh, yes, read these successful books, but study them. Some people just read them. I read Thank You, Grow Rich, and listen to the tapes over 300 times. And somebody asked me, why did you read this book so much? I read the book a lot because, number one, I read it to be able to make a million and become a millionaire. But I read it other times to stay rich. So I, I read it with a purpose in mind. When you sit down and read, I would recommend a book like Walking by Faith, a book like Think and Grow Rich. Read it. Uh, we read, we'll sit down and read for six hours straight and, and with a purpose, and that's what we do. Read. Read people. Read books. Don't read to become a millionaire only. Read to stay rich. I love that. How can we connect with you and find your book so that we can read it five times in one month as well? Well, I would love to, to uh, call us and we send it to you because we will send you some other things. And that would be uh, 336-575-6314. Because I want to send you some other things. That's why I say definitely uh, call us. We'd be glad to uh, give you the information and send you some things with it, and, and, and we recommend some other things. Awesome. Give us that number one more time. The number is 336-575-6314. And if you missed that, you can always find it on our website, conversationsoncourage.com. That's conversationsoncourage.com. Dr. Dudley, it's been more than a pleasure. It has simply been an honor to sit at the table with you today to hear your story and learn how your journey can affect our journey as well. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story. I am, I can, and I will. People cannot keep saying that over and over without being very successful. I am. I can and I will. I am. I can and I will. I am. I can and I will. Well, what can we say? Another day here at the table on Conversations on Courage where we absolutely, positively kept our promise to you. Not only did we provide you with inspiration that causes transformation, but we provided you with success strategies 
for healthy and whole relationships. I'm RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver. It's been a pleasure to be here. In the meantime and in between time, keep up your courage, take a risk with confidence, and stay blessed indeed. We'll be here again next week, same time, same purpose. And you, my friend, (laughs) well, you're the reason why. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal conversation on courage. She's waiting to help you take the risk you need to succeed.